You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. That is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Welcome to the premiere episode of Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. And it's our first episode. We're so excited to finally debut the show. I am your quiz master and host, Karen, and along with me are our incredibly inquisitive and intelligent co-host contestants. We Here we have... I'm Colin. I'm Chris. I'm Dana. Okay. What was something interesting you guys learned uh, recently? Uh, well, so just in this past week uh, was the uh, 50th anniversary of uh, Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100 points. Sports and boring. Sports is boring. <laughs> but this is like, you know, this is an achievement. This is this is one of the milestone sports records of all time. So what was interesting mm. about this, so it was 100 points, like right on the nose. I loved like just total? the nice, even round number. Um, so, but what was really more interesting to me, so this was 1962, March 2nd. There's, there's no TV footage of the game at all. There's no video footage of the game. And so there's the one iconic photo of Wilt holding up the sign with 100 scribbled on it. And just reading about some of these people who have false memories of, yeah, I remember seeing it on TV. And no, no, you didn't, because it wasn't on TV. Uh, um, just recently, I learned that in certain primitive societies, uh, alligator dung was used as a natural contraception. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how does that work? You put it anywhere. And you just stay away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, they put it on their faces? Is that what we I think you. I think it, that doesn't even matter where you put it. You're not going to get pregnant. Just You're not going to have sex. No, no. Apparently, um, I don't know. A spermicide? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, it seems like cement up the lady. Part. I don't know. Like I. Look, I it's naturally acidic. It, I didn't say uh, I learned everything about it. Okay. Um, this week I learned that <laughs> nothing. You <laughs> nothing. learned nothing. I learned nothing. I oh. learned. I learn things every day, all the time. <laughs> but I can't repeat okay. them. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Alligator, alligator dung, way to start the show. First of all, we want to thank all of our initial supporters and backers. Um, the show started off as a Kickstarter initiative, and we had 100 people from all over the world help make this possible. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thank you, 100 people. Amazing. Yeah, we're not, we we're not a big kind of idea no. or a big company, and it's just kind of amazing 
looking through all these people from like Hong Kong to Norway. We have a dude from Norway wow. who uh, helped support our show. So thank you all. And we'll be featuring some of these backers in uh, this episode and subsequent episode shows uh, as, as well. Awesome possum. All right, let's get the show on the road, starting off with our first segment, which is Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Right. I'm operating on no sleep. I don't know why I agree to this. Excuses, excuses. I lost it in the sun. <laughs> okay, so I'm picking, uh, the name of the game is I'm choosing a random Trivial Pursuit card and see if uh, y'all and our listeners can show off your braininess. This is Genus Edition? This is the Trivial Pursuit, I guess it's just the standard edition. Regular? Okay. Regular. Star Wars Edition. Star. Oh, God. <laughs> then that's not fair because you would win, <laughs> Colin. All right. Geography, which is blue, right? Yep. In Karen's topic. That is my topic. Uh, in what country was President Barack Obama's father born? Kenya. You are correct. We need some buzzers in here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Pink wedge is culture. Who was the original host of The Daily Show? Carson. No, no, no. Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn. I was about to say Carson Daly because his last name is Daly. Mm. But then, yeah, that's yeah. how my brain works. You'll find that. And he's out. also used to being in other people's uh, shadows. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I almost said true. Craig Ferguson. Craig I knew it was Kilborn. Craig somebody. Yeah. And then it was Craig like Kilborn. Craig for Kilborn. Quite, quite a different show. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Really? I've Not actually never watched the... It really it played it a lot more. Uh, it played it a lot more straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. like straight yeah. news. No, no, no. no it, was it was fake just, news. It was fake but uh, news, he but... didn't break. He didn't yeah. break the way uh, that uh, John Stewart. Oh. Would break. It was right. fakier news too. I feel like you can actually learn stuff from the it Daily was, Show. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little more in the spirit of like yeah, SNL. Okay. Oh God, this is this is a dumb question. Yellow Wedge. In what city did the first Starbucks open? Oh, Seattle. 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 Yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the what low- happened to Trivial Pursuit? I know. <laughs> I know. Casual version. What type of beverage <laughs> does Starbucks <laughs> serve? <laughs> a fire truck <laughs> is what color? A cheeseburger is a hamburger with what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Purple Wedge. What annual publishing phenomenon began humbly in 1964 as a feature on skin diving? Annual, annual publish. Oh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Oh, Correct. Oh, oh you are on a roll. Right. I was thinking literary and not uh, pictorial. Right, 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 yes. right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There is no annual publishing phenomenon that's actually literature. It's, <laughs> it's half naked. It's boobs. Yeah. All boobs. It's like nano but that's not even skin diving. It's much better than the Newsweek swimsuit issue. But just for the just for the record. Yeah, just yeah, for yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I cannot even imagine. Or or New Yorker. Ariana Huffington on the cover was not something that will ever leave my head okay green uh which is i guess science mm-hmm. which is stronger a category one or a category five hurricane oh five like i i want to i want to say i know i want to say five and then at the same time it's so like, like but what burns, if i'm wrong like first degree burns. first degree I, I, yeah burns. there's the burns there's the tornadoes there's the hurricane stales i never oh. remember we live in california this is irrelevant it's like <laughs> what's worse homeland security orange or homeland security taupe i'm gonna i'm gonna say five is <laughs> the worst i'm gonna say it, it i'm gonna like you'll have more of the lower levels. i'm gonna right. say five is the strongest yeah. dana i'm gonna be different i'm a maverick i'm gonna be say one <laughs> The then, number one. Then you're a wrong maverick because <laughs> it is category five. You're I regret, a I regret nothing. Yeah, you're <laughs> maverick. Turn in your badge. Some oh. of us were going to be right. Some would be wrong. It's, it's true. Yep. 
All right. Whoa. This Take is, one for the team. This is this is hard. Uh, Orange wedge. Last question. Name six of the eight vegetables in the original V8. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, right. that's Tomato what it stands for. V8 yes. is vegetable eight. Celery. <laughs> Today, probably. Karen learned what V8 stands oh. for. Celery. Tomato. Got to be tomato. This, is sure. that a vegetable so, okay. or fruit? Tomato. Celery. Tomato. Yes. No, no, no. Ce- yeah, tomato fruit. is in there. Carrot. Is it? Yes. Tomato is a fruit. Yes. Okay. Beet. I'm gonna say beet. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Celery, tomato, carrot, beet. Mm. Peppers, like green peppers. No. Sugar. Uh, High fructose corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> is that the new swear word? My no. Ketchup. Um, <laughs> ketchup and water. Uh, Onions. Grossness. No. Onions. No. Carrot. What are we at so far? Kale. Ooh. Spinach. Oh. Spinach. Spinach. Correct. Spinach. Okay. okay. So what is it? Okay. Spinach. Tomatoes. Three celery. more. They're green. Mm. They're all green. Yeah. The three left that you guys have not gotten. Broccoli? Are green. No. Cabbage. Close. Brussels sprouts. Lima beans. Oh, um. I'm just going to list green vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Peas. Now, what what was close? Brussels sprouts? Cabbage. Cabbage 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 was close. close. Oh, it's it's some sort of like collard greens or, you know, something to that effect or Swiss chard. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to list all eight. Rutabagas. Beets. Carrots. Celery. Lettuce, lettuce, mm. parsley, ah. spinach, tomatoes, and watercress. I was going to say okay. parsley, but I censored myself. Or, I'm like, that's not garnish. a vegetable. Don't, yeah, it's a garnish. That's an herb. A herb. <laughs> a herb. Tomatoes so you would actually have had to guess six of the go. eight vegetables in order to get that slice? I think you have to name, oh, six of the eight. Yep. That's, that's a that that's, seems that's nuts. way harder yeah. than where Starbucks. Starbucks. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. that seems yeah. markedly out of proportion. Starbucks. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so... Good job, everybody. Seems like, Chris, you're the, the clear winner right. of this round. But what we I, also, what's, my, what's my prize? Yeah. Pride. And uh, we also have two backer uh, pop quiz questions. And the first one these is are, These from, are from our Kickstarter backers. Yes. And we're going to feature uh, some of their questions. First you, one you help is... help us make the show. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Chu from Falls Church, Virginia. Her question is, and I'm reading this just the way they, they wrote it. Who is the first African to win an acting Oscar? The first African. African. Not African-American. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Charlize Theron. You are oh. correct. Oh. She is South, South African. Oh, she's South African. South African. Yeah. I just went with the it's only not... one I could think of for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jennifer Chu, she asked that question because she loves the Oscars. No and um, she says that she's not very interesting because I asked them to you know, reveal something interesting about themselves. Um, but actually, she is interesting because she is my sister, and if you're a super sleuth, <laughs> that makes you interesting. <laughs> you would find out that we share the same last name because, uh, for she is my older sister. It's Yay. nepotastic. Nepotism. And our second question is from Ms. Kathleen Sanders from Bellevue, Washington. Internet <laughs> detectives may now begin researching the connection between Karen Chu and Kathleen Sanders. <laughs> you can. There is a connection. Uh, her question is: In Blade Runner. Gaff presents Deckard with three pieces of origami. Name the three. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's the crane, right? Or the swan. The uh, frog that you press on its butt and it jumps. Yeah. The the, and uh, there's the unicorn. The unicorn's the big reveal, right? And one more. Uh, what, you said crane, swan, unicorn? Oh, I didn't know if it was a crane or a swan. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to guess the cootie catcher. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the little, it's the little fortune teller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the answers that she wrote. A replicant, are, a replicant would like Jason. This um, is uh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> actually, yeah. I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell if they're a replicant if they take it and they go one, two, three. I am a, a robot. robot. <laughs> I am. Who will you marry? When you... <laughs> <laughs> they fall for it every yeah, time. No. If you ask who will you marry and they say the toaster, they're <laughs> <laughs> a robot. Uh, her answers that she wrote is a chicken, mm. a dude with a boner, <laughs> and, and a unicorn. Are those the answers? I need I, to watch I this movie. I, that sounds good. I believe it was a crane and a dude, but... Mm. With a boner, though. With a boner. It, it a might look like <laughs> origami boner. I want to see the directions in the script for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kathleen asked that question because she loves Blade Runner and unicorns and paper dudes with boners. Yay. So, yeah. Right. Fantastic. And she is also the self-proclaimed world's foremost authority on unicorns and unicornery. Um, I believe it's unicornalia. Oh, <laughs> are you challenging her? Oh, snap. Unicorn off. Let's get down to business, our topic of the week, uh, some booze business. And our topic of the week is all about alcohol, spirits, and libations. Mm-hmm. Which is a good topic because we, we often do trivia <laughs> in pubs. That's right? true. And they often ask questions about alcohol. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, we like to drink. We like also, to we drink a lot. We also consume yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fortunate coincidence. <laughs> right. I know alcohol. So I want to start off by asking you guys what your favorite uh, alcohol is. Is. is there like a particular reason or something interesting about it? So, I mean, in terms of what I drink the most is probably beer, but that's kind of a boring answer. So my, my favorite liquor is gin. Uh, oh. And uh, I know it's kind of an old man drink. I think that's one of the reasons I started drinking it. But to be to be quite honest, one of the reasons... To become start- an old man or because you are an I old liked, man? I liked sort of the crusty old man attitude uh, that it presented. Um, but to be really honest, I started drinking it in college because uh, I liked Gibson's because you get the little onions on there. And it was like a way of getting a little snack in your drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so cheap. I was so cheap. It was, it's the drink that comes with its own appetizer. Oh. That is very <laughs> clever. Chris? I, you know, I, I thought about this because I appreciate everything from a, from a fine French wine to Kool-Aid mixed with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> you know, in the end, uh, I really, I, I do like the idea of being somewhat of a beer snob. Um, I really do enjoy uh, craft brews and micro brews and things like that, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I really fall on the on the stout and porter end. I like a nice dark malty rather than hoppy type. And Dana, um, I would say my cocktail of choice is whiskey ginger. <laughs> I like it because it's uh, I feel like it's a little more grown up than a vodka cranberry. I think all my alcohol has to taste like soda, which is like, no, right. Like, <laughs> so your primary requirement just goes down easy. It needs to be sweet. Smooth. Take, and it takes me to where I'm trying to go. <laughs> um, my, my favorite drink of choice definitely is, uh, is just whiskey. Just whiskey and some ice cubes. Um, awesome. <laughs> I'm very easy to please. And a but shotgun. Though, <laughs> <laughs> though I did find out um, something interesting. Because I know whiskey has itself, the whole family is kind of... Um, uh, a large family. Oh, yeah. You have your rye, and you have your single, double, you know, Irish, a lot of classifications. But I did learn that um, the body or, or the lightness or the heaviness of whiskey is determined by the size of the grain. Mm. 
um, which I, appeals to my math nerd in me because mm -hmm. the smaller the grain surface to volume ratio is higher, and <laughs> therefore I appreciate okay. that. Do you think uh, about it while you're drinking it? I do. I do now. Yeah. Now yeah. that I'm like the first yeah. drink. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, it's like <laughs> sake too. And third and fourth and thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Ratios. <laughs> <laughs> um, but lately, I've also been playing um, this video game, Skyrim, Elder sure. Scrolls Skyrim. And it has a medieval fantasy setting, and it's set in in like kind of a Nordic inspired area. And each town has their own meadery; they make their own mm. mead for that town. And because of that, I don't know, it just kind of flipped a switch for me, and I jumped into homebrew. I read about <laughs> all the stuff about <laughs> making mead, making home wines and stuff. And I have three jars of of mystery fermented things like in my kitchen <laughs> and, like, I, haven't, I haven't opened it it's been months i'm kind of scared oh no yeah but while i was doing all my research i realized that in history of the human race if something is can be fermented into alcohol they've mm. tried it oh my goodness mm. yeah everything okay. and it's kind of insane like gummy bears like people try to make gummy bear wine it sounds good i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to try it. well i i would try that or uh, you know they made uh, started making skittle brow after the simpsons episode oh. which is skittles mixed in beer the homer came up with it and someone actually produced that i would try that as even though it sounds terrible yeah it does sound pretty awful it's it's insane you, we have your our normal grains and fruit and people kind of go a step further in different cultures and one of the examples I found was um, it's in Mongolia and it's called an arag or a, a kumis and it's fermented mare's milk. There's, I thought you were no. going to say fermented mare's urine. We were bracing like, ourselves for something yeah. much worse than milk. <laughs> there's just not enough sugar in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone tried it. Mule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone has tried it. And yeah. the other thing, I'm glad it's a mare, not a stallion. So, so, so wait, is it is it fizzy? The the it fermented milk. That's that's weird. Mm. That's just strange. I, I mean, all, it, although I guess it's like a, a phosphate, right? Or something like that. It's kind of milky and fizzy, maybe? It's described mm. as a, it sparkles softly on the tongue, mm. which is very romantic. Well, but I'm sure when you're drinking, you're like, oh, my God. Desperate times, dude. Sometimes you want to get effed up, and all you have is a horse. <laughs> Speaking of which, especially in these, like, the colder areas, uh, the Arctic Circle, so the Inuits, uh, make their own brand of alcohol from seagulls, from dead seagulls. Oh. Like the whole body? Or the whole body. The whole thing. So, well, I mean, they're limited to their kind right. of very cold environment, mm -hmm. and they don't really have that much work. I mean, they right. eat blubber, for, for they don't God's sake. Yeah, there, exactly. Right, so There's right. nothing bacon, growing. Well, I think so. it's a lot more effort to harvest blubber than a dead seagull. True. <laughs> so, I mean, the recipe is easel. E e uh, sorry, very easel. simple. Easel. It's, very, it's very eagle. <laughs> evil. It's very eagle. <laughs> easy seagull. Easy uh, you, seagull. You basically stuff a dead seagull in a bottle with, with water. <laughs> right. Or melted snow. You know, right. It would look nice in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> and you just leave it out in the sun for a while and let it let it do its work. Wow. <laughs> Some scientific jazz and, in the bottle. And then oh when the mountains God. turn blue on the outside, you know it's ready, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, there has been reports of people actually trying wine. Uh, trying oh, okay. uh, seagull wine. <laughs> seagull wine. Makes seagull it, wine. Yeah, it really sound, classes it up. It, it takes flight on the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Se well, seagulling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the like difference, because some people uh, ferment the seagull 
catch the seagull when they're alive or dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the taste differential is between the two. Huh. So, <laughs> right. yeah, you're right, Chris. Sometimes people just yeah. need to be effed up. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, as you say, we were, I was doing a little bit of uh, uh, research on gin this week and uh, came across a story about uh, torpedo juice. Have you guys heard of torpedo what juice? That sounds not good at well, all. Well, no, it really doesn't. Sounds fun. So torpedo juice is unfortunately almost literally what it sounds like, which is, uh, you know, I guess in World War II, um, you'd be stationed, airmen would be stationed, airmen, um, um, uh, sailors, I suppose, would working Seamen? with torpedoes. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't give the torpedoes <laughs> to the guys in the planes. They don't work quite as well from the air. Um, but no, they're powered by 180 proof grain alcohol. And in a pinch, you can make a drink based off of that. Oh. Uh, and, you know, not again, you that talked about. That must be a very desperate pinch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think the bigger problem was that apparently it would leave sometimes things uh, underpowered, so they would find uh, torpedoes. With no, <laughs> I mean it's. I, I, you know, I've had 180 proof alcohol. I felt a little underpowered. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find some recipes. Apparently, the most common recipe is um, two parts um, uh, grain alcohol uh, or torpedo fuel and three parts pineapple juice. Which makes sense. It'd be nice and tropical. You'd probably be in a tropical <laughs> setting. It makes yeah. it go down easy. Probably coconut milk might also be a yeah, popular sure, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, little like umbrella. Torpedo pina colada. Mm-hmm. Torpina colada. Torpina colada. You're good. I'm gonna register torpinacolada.com right now. <laughs> go fast. <laughs> Wait, so Colin, you did say gin is your favorite drink. Do you you don't just drink straight gin? Not you know there are some of the uh, some of these fancy um, you know uh, botanical infused gins now. I'm not gonna do a plug for any of them, but they're quite tasty on their own. But no, I do gin and tonic. Um, you know, or uh, uh, as I say, just a, a Gibson because again, you get the little onions in there. Do you actually know where uh, how gin and tonic came to be? I love it. Yeah, I mean with the tonic from the quinine right i mean it goes back to the uh, to the uh, the british uh, the british service working in the you know the malaria oh, uh, really? the malaria infused yeah. uh, parts of the world hmm, right yeah. um, cuz tonic water tonic water has a quinine yes and quinine is a prophylactic for for malaria right, right. So, which is very <laughs> british we're like well we have to drink tonic or quinine right. yeah. and so, it tastes gross let's put some booze in it yeah. <laughs> I know. enjoy the tropical sun hang it's out on very the porch. british Sounds it's good. just a quintessentially british uh, uh liquor too yeah mm-hmm. and of course are all the stories about the queen mom and her love of gin that i came across too i don't i don't mean to slander her here but uh yeah, 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 yeah. quite quite fond of the gin the queen mom Loved it. Okay. <laughs> would often be found rolling down the street <laughs> and the dubonnet and, and quinine Laid, laid back, back. Laid back. <laughs> my mind on my your mind on, on her crown and <laughs> malaria on my mind <laughs> i also um want to ask dana i know i've i've been I, i've gone out with dana and i know you really like lambics and i still mm-hmm. don't know what it is like i know it's it's like a fruity beer or it's a yeah. belgian it's like from belgian so the one i like is fruity and i found out today actually that it's the um the cheap fake lambic you know what i was disappointed but then i'm like you know what i love it it's delicious it this comes in a pretty new... bottle with a gold foil wrap on top. <laughs> it's new Good. beer for girls. Now girls can drink beer. Beer tastes beer like girls now. Beer for girls. I know. It tastes like delicious soda. <laughs> Gives you a little bit of a hangover. But then what is what is legit real in Yeah, what, what separates yours? So I think mine was actually made in a factory <laughs> with corn syrup. And then the real Lambic, though, is like fermented in open tubs in a certain 
region, a very specific place in Belgium. Sure. Uh, you know, it makes sense for the price point, actually. Right, right. I think about it. You, you, but it's not the fancy one. And the monks don't say a but, prayer over the one that you had, right? You know, I, <laughs> this drink, I was comfortable with the um, idea that it was the Belgian one. And, like, the reason why they leave it open is so that, like, ambient bacteria and crap can go in it. And mm. it, like, spon spontaneously ferments is how they Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, but it tastes good with all the, like, the funkiness. The skin cells from the factory workers. Mmm. epidermalicious. But I found out, though, that it's probably, like, the one that I like is called Lambic, but it might actually be made with brown ale and corn syrup. Tastes good. Tastes good. That's what I <laughs> Your first tip-off should have been the straw stuck to the side yeah. of the bottle. Yeah, I know. It's the Sex in the City beer. Well, I I also am very partial to, to fruity alcohol and fruit fruity beers, and there's a cider, and well, I guess the the, the pear version is Perry. Oh. Oh, the Perry. Perry. Okay. Is okay. the pear it's wine or pear alcohol, and cider or cider is is the apple. The apple. Hmm. Um, huh. So pear cider is a misnomer. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. I thought Perry was made by like certain breweries, like that was their cute name for. No, no, that's the like old time white, British hair. One beer, thing, yeah. one thing about cider, and this is this is kind of a, a, a common fact or or non fact, which is uh, Johnny Appleseed. He the, of the full, of the American folk folk tale, I guess right. he's not real, is he? No, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was, was real. What? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, or you know, it's it's more of a legend. It's more of a legend America. where there there is a real guy, but I think his exploits have been yeah. um, greatly exaggerated. Yes. No, he was a real guy and really yeah. did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy with it's the huge like ox was real too. What? <laughs> Paul Bunyan is fake. Blowing <laughs> 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 my mind. Paul Bunyan, fake. Johnny Appleseed, real. So Johnny Appleseed, the the Appleseed namesake isn't actually to grow apples to eat. Right. They're actually to grow nobody, apples. Nobody ate apples back in the day. Really? Yeah. They were so, they were. well, the, the variants of them, right? I mean, that, it's like the, you, when, you, when you plant a seed, any kind of apple can come out of it. Um, is my oh, understanding, oh, and yeah. so most oh, of the yeah. app, most of the types are inedible, and so right. they would just convert them to alcohol. Yeah, is you know, and so I, 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 I believe that yeah, you, you grow apples from grafting them. That's now, right? that's what you're yeah. getting at, right? That really, yeah, the, yeah he was the apples that for exactly because yeah. yeah. you know, growing up, you see little cartoons or, right. or hear songs, and it's like, oh, people are enjoying all these apples. Like, no, they're he's growing them for booze. People are gonna, <laughs> yeah. it was a hard them. life, Karen. <laughs> it was. We think we have it tough now, and we get drunk. Like constantly. Yeah. Imagine now we, instead of seagulls, now we have skittles and, and gummy There's bears. There's a word right. for stealing apples from somebody's tree. I think it's called scrumping. scrumping. <laughs> Are you I, tricking us? Is I this going to be something dirty oh, if we look, look it up? up. Scrumping. <laughs> like a, a Brit. Is that a British term? I don't know, but I remember finding this word because I enjoy that word. And I, I you, you enjoy that word. Oh, wait, I no, no, no. Like, I wanted a... to mean something, and then it meant stealing apples. It is. There's a uh, line in a Who song, right? Yeah. Apple scrumping, isn't there? Uh, look up. Uh... <laughs> it means. <laughs> no, uh... I, I swear to God. I swear to God. It is a real word, and uh -huh. it means to steal fruit, especially apples from a garden. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Will you? Uh, I think it's in Ice. I'm going to look this up later. I think it's in uh, Who song. 515. I wonder what fell out of my brain to make room for that. Good job, brain. Yeah, good, good job, job brain. Good job, Dana's brain. <laughs> All right, um, I think we're going to take a little break here from all the booze talk, and let's talk about something educational. Gross. Well, if you want to cram more information into your brain, sometimes you need shortcuts, and we're going to hear, we here will show you some of the ways, our favorite ways and tips and tricks to memorize things, 
and uh, a lot of them are called mnemonic devices, which are little either anagrams or abbreviations that help you remember stuff. And I know that Chris actually has a really, really good one that has saved our pub trivia team. Yes. Uh, uh, got out a couple of jams. Yeah, on yeah. more than one occasion. Yes, yes. And it is? It is. So, okay. Our My, like, fifth grade teacher, you know, our fifth grade teacher for, I guess, I think it was history or something to that effect. It was history. She was she was a real she was a real B, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keeping it keeping it classy. Um but um, was classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, facial expression was the classy. She just I mean, she beat us out one day because she was like, How do you not know the names of the ten Canadian provinces? Because children in Canada know the names of all fifty <laughs> states. And how do you not know the names of just ten provinces? And I mean, thinking back, it was like, Lady, first of all, I mean I'm going to take issue with the premise of your statement that <laughs> random 11-year-old from Canada can just rattle off the names of all 50 states with no prompting whatsoever. Address your emails to Chris Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Children of Canada. No cheating. Send me the list. Um, then after, even after she gave us all the business for it, um, you know, I still never learned the names of the 10 Canadian provinces. And the, the, this question kept coming up that we just, in trivia, we just get a map of Canada and be like, name this province. And so one day, I think it was before our trivia finals, was like, all right, I'm going to set myself to learn this. And there, was a, there was a mnemonic device they found that was very easy to remember, which was, <clears throat> Billy and Sally made our queen nervous playing near needles. Oh, that would make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you just see the queen going, oh, goodness, children, the needles. And are no, these the, just, it's not alphabetic order, it's an actually... Geographical it's in, it's order. It's left to right order. Oh, brilliant. brilliant! Now, where it all breaks down is uh, that you, you still have to memorize the locations of those three ends at the end: British Columbia, uh, uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, uh, and then I think after Quebec, it's New Brunswick, <laughs> um, and then Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. Um, but of course. When we get to those ends all at the end, and they're on islands and stuff, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to know where exactly they are. So you have a little bit more work to do after that, but Billy and Sally made our queen nervous playing near needles. We'll get you a good 90% of the way there. Awesome. That's fantastic. Great. So hopefully Billy and Sally made our queen nervous playing near needles can uh, save you a couple, a couple of a close emergency trivia yeah. needs. I think um, it's also good to see the queen so uh, vested in the safety of every individual oh, yeah. child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Especially only, Billy, Billy and Sally. Sally. Oh, it's just the yeah, two yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Only Billy and Sally. Yeah, well, they've got her gin. <laughs> and also, where, what what place are they playing at where there's like a, a bunch of needles just like laying around? <laughs> queen, just sitting there. Just sitting there, not <laughs> stopping. Yeah, oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, Canada known for their fine, fine needle production. <laughs> Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.